You are listening to the Movie Clubhouse podcast. Tune in multiple times a week for brand new reviews. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Movie Clubhouse podcast. The best place to be if you love movies and TV. Now, we hope you're all doing great out there and that you have watched a lot of exciting movies and TV shows in the last couple of days. If there are anything you want to discuss with us here at the Movie Clubhouse, feel absolutely free to reach out to us at our mail that's in the show notes and video description on YouTube. Now, today we have a review for you that are something a little bit extraordinary. It's nothing else than the series review for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Yes, we have watched the first couple of episodes of season one of Percy Jackson and the Olympians and are now about to give you our concisive review. So let's get straight into it. As we said, we have yesterday finished watching the first couple of episodes of Percy Jackson and the Olympians. The two First episodes of the series has premiered yesterday, October, not October, what do I say, December 20th, with the first two episodes, and there are new episodes dropping every Wednesday. Now, overall, we really overall enjoyed Percy Jackson and the Olympians, more than we expected to, actually. It's an easier going watch, except for all the complex god and monster names that we'll get into a little bit later. But I will definitely be seated for the rest of the season because I really enjoyed Percy Jackson and the Olympians. I, however, kinda disliked the first episode a little bit. It was absolutely not bad, but it was the my least favorite episode of the four episodes that you have seen as of now. I think the following episodes get better and better kind in that kind of sense as they go on. I think episodes 2, 3, and 4 gets even better as they progress with the numbers getting higher. 2 is better than 1, and 3 is better than 2, and 4 is better than 3. Now, when it comes to the background and the creator information on this series, we can say that Rick Riordan is the creator of Percy Jackson. He has written the Percy Jackson books, if you didn't know that. We have not read the books and not seen the old OG movies like Percy Jackson and Lightning Thief. But that may be for the best because we have heard that that movie isn't that good and that those movies aren't that great. So we haven't seen them. So we don't have really that much to compare Percy Jackson and Olympians to in terms of its own IP. But for what it is, I think Rick Riordan has done a great job creating an interesting and intriguing story. When it comes to the casting information, we have as much as Walker Scobell is playing Percy Jackson, Grover Underwood is playing Ariane Shimad, no, sorry, Ariane Shimhadri is playing Grover Underwood, Leah Jeffries is playing Annabeth Chase, John Percy Jackson is playing Asiel Dalman, Glyn Torman is playing Chiron, and Luke Castellan is played by Charlie Bushnell. That is basically the main characters of the series. And when it comes to the creators of the show, as we said, the creators of this show is Rick Riordan and Jonathan E. Steinberg. We are not really familiar with Jonathan E. Steinberg, 
Some of the other projects he's known for is Black Sails, Jericho, Human Target, and The Old Man. So that is all for the casting information. The directors of each episode are pretty different uh, depending on each episode. So we don't really have the names of each director. And the writers we don't really know about either, but it's probably Rick Riordan and Jeffrey Steinberg and some additional writers that we also need to shout out, of course. When it comes to casting and characters, we think the casting is pretty perfect for this show. For what I can see, I enjoy the casting choices. As I said, I don't really have that much to compare to when it comes to the whole IP of Percy Jackson and the old movies, since we haven't seen them. One thing I did note, however, was the age of the actors and actresses. The actors do not really look 12 years old as they are supposed to be at this point in time in the story. So that is one a little bit annoying thing that I noticed, that they look much older than 12 years old. It's not a major thing, but it's a thing to note. There are also some flashbacks and flashback flashback scenes and some flashback casting we need to talk about for this show. I think the casting for young Percy Jackson is okay, it's fine. Uh, it's not, he's not giving a world-changing performance, but he, he does a great job as a young version of Percy Jackson. And when it comes to the Percy Jackson character, we need to say that his acting, and when it comes to his acting, Walter Scobat, I think his acting was a little bit off in the first episode, but it definitely got better as the episodes progressed. It was a little bit, little bit, how would you say it? It didn't feel right first at the first episode. When the first episode played, his acting did feel a little bit off, but it got a lot better and more interesting as episode two, three, and four came on. The characters in this show are overall very diverse and interesting. There are some really interesting personalities that we see in some characters, and the additional characters are also charming and intriguing. For example, we have some additional characters that are uh, some of the teachers at this, uh, this half-blood camp that takes place in episode two. So that seemed really interesting. And another character that we look forward to seeing is Lance Reddick, who plays Zeus, uh, the god. Uh, we will see that probably in later episodes. That will be his, probably his last performance. Uh, rest in peace, Lance Reddick. But it will be really interesting to see his performance as Zeus. Overall, when it comes to content and themes of this show, there are some really... There aren't, this isn't, a, isn't an action-filled show, but there are some minor action scenes that felt like a nice addition to the overall story. It felt, uh, felt interesting and necessary for a story. And overall, the essence of love is also really strong in this show. The love between Percy Action and his mother is what drives the story forward to a big extent. So that is a really big, important thing of the story. And overall, as I said, the story is interesting and exciting in most ways. And one thing I noted that's a little bit cl- cliche is that Bullis and an evil stepdad makes a cameo in this story as well. And those feels like those aspects, Bullis and an evil stepdad, feels a little bit cliche at times for a story or for most stories, uh, including this in this story also. It's probably necessary for the characters. Uh, drive and motivation at Percy, but it did feel a little bit cliche to include it in most stories, or, or so many stories nowadays. But overall, I feel like this story is a lot about love, finding out who you are, friendship, as well as glory and justice. 
if you have seen the first episodes, you probably know what I mean. But I feel like that is what or or aches the whole story basically. In terms of visual effects, this story or Percy Jackson and Olympians is a really, really visually beautiful project. It looks really good visually. The interesting sets and environments, they looked better than I thought they would. They looked glorious. You know what I mean when I say glorious? But they looked glorious. And uh, and I thought that in the beginning, when looking at the trailer, that the sets would look a little bit boring. I thought that would be the weakest point of this show, maybe. But that was absolutely not true. The sets look gorgeous and really interesting. And the VFX, the VFX and CGI also looks fine for non-realistic stuff, as fine as that could look. When it comes to the humor and overall tone of the show, I think there were some really fun jokes and fun lives delivered, especially by Percy himself, that really made one chuckle a little bit or feel a little bit of joy in your soul. It was some really fun scenes actually involved. Not to say that there were some really, not really, but some a little bit of terrifying scenes also involved that had some scary voice talking or some scary looking monster. Not to say that this is a, fr- a frightening show because it's not really frightening, but there are some some minor scary elements involved just to have a note if you have some younger audience or younger child children watching this show. Overall, when it comes to the pacing and acting, as I said, I think Percy was a little bit not surprised enough in the beginning, learning about his backstory and how he is basically a demigod. So that was one of the notes that I have for this show. Overall, I think the acting felt a little bit hollow in the beginning from uh, the Percy Jackson character, but it amped up pretty quickly and got better as the episodes progressed. One, probably my biggest note or biggest con of this whole show at this point is that they cut to black many times and a little bit too often. Overall, it gave the show a great pacing, cutting to black, but it kind of felt of like there was supposed to be some ad break over after the black. Like they could cut to black and then it's supposed to be an ad. I know Disney Plus has an ad supported plan, I think now, and that's maybe the case, but I hope not because it felt a little bit weird when they cut to black so many times. I don't know. It was just something I noted. I'd also felt like some scenes were missing at times when they cut to black and like skipped, uh, jumped forward in the story. So they felt like some scenes were missing. That was also a con of the story or con of this series. But that is basically the only negatives I have to say about this project so far. They also have a kind of like a preview at the end of the episode, which makes you look forward to the next episode. They showcase a little bit what is going to happen going forward. And that was also really interesting, I think. And that's got you excited for next episode. And I will definitely be sure to watch episode five, six, seven, and eight, I think. I think there are eight episodes for the series when they come out. So that was also great, I think. When it comes to the villains, I think they feel threatening enough. They are a bit scary. Some of the monsters look a little bit scary. And they are the villains are also not just, just pure evil. They have a personality. And there are some scary elements to the show, as I mentioned. So that may be a, may be a warning if you have some younger people watching this series. It may be not for the youngest people, like one, two, three, four-year-olds, but most young people will be able to watch this. It's not anything that scary in that kind of sense. So now it's time for my rating. I will give 
Percy Jackson and the Olympians season one first half, a rating of four and a half out of five stars. It gets this rating because it has a beautiful visual layout, interesting characters and story, and the only con really being that we have not seen what is to come, so I can't give it a five-star perfect rating, but it's pretty darn close to that. And this cutting to black part is also a little bit weird, so I can't give it a five-star rating. But for the story, the characters and visual layout is, this is a superb project. It's really, really well produced. So there you have it, the movie Clubhouse's rating and review for Percy Jackson and the Olympians. Now, if there's anything you want to discuss with us about this review on the movie Clubhouse, as we said, feel free to reach out to us on any of our socials or at the mail. Otherwise, we need to thank you for watching this episode. We hope you subscribe to this episode because it helps us tremendously and makes you not forget any of our newer episodes that are released multiple times a week by now. And if you want to, you could also, of course, leave a review. That helps us even more to rank higher and higher on every podcast list and get even more people to watch our beautiful reviews. We also need to mention that the Movie Clubhouse podcast, Televised, is now live, meaning that the Movie Clubhouse podcast is now being sent out in video format as well over on YouTube at the Movie Clubhouse podcast. You can see, listen to the Movie Clubhouse podcast on all audio directories, almost all audio directories or, or podcast directories in audio format. But you can now also watch our reviews over on YouTube on the Movie Clubhouse podcast televised. So if you want to, check that out. Otherwise, we hope you have seen a lot of great TVs and movies and that you will have a great time watching going forward. This has been the Movie Clubhouse podcast. I'm your host, Eddie. Until we see you guys next time, have a great time watching.